Welcome back, Surly Talk Sports, on another screamer of a Friday. She's an absolute doozy. Game day eve for all you Warriors and All Blacks fans as well. Massive fizz. Another huge weekend of sport ahead. In terms of last weekend, shot down to the Tron last Friday night for the darts. Tell you what, speaking of massive fizz, what an event that is. Down there in the city of the future, shot down after work, left at five o'clock, fucking prime time traffic. Great time to leave Auckland, I'll tell you that much. The old trip on the way home, she took an hour 15, way down about two and a half hours, so you can tell. Fizz levels were high in the car between myself and Kimbo as we battled through the old rat race heading down south. But once we got there, shit, she was all go. Absolute scenes. Blokes and lasses dressed up left, right and centre. Fair few crayfish outfits. Maybe that's on trend for 2022. Not much of a fashionista myself, but fair to say the old local look sharp had copped an absolute beating. But I tell you what, I'll definitely be heading back down there next year and getting in amongst that. She goes off, especially in between the games. Everyone gets into it. And then when they hit the 180, that bloke with the trademark voice of doom just rips one out and the whole place erupts bloody good fizz also cool to see the young kiwi lad Caden. he got up against Fallon Turek, of course, who was one of the hot shots coming into the comp, the local lad from Christchurch, only 22, I believe, had never punched darts in front of more than 50 people, shows up, gets shit done, absolutely pumped, you love to see it. Then on Saturday night, pretty wholesome night to be fair, headed to Pat's garage, old Patariki's early doors to rip into the Shield game, unfortunately, of course, the result didn't go Harbour's way. We'll get into that shortly. One of the great robberies of 2022. Then after that, the All Blacks. Another tough shift for them going down to the Pumas again. We'll get into that soon. But a sober night. Good for the soul type stuff. But I tell you what, I'm absolutely ready to rip in this weekend. And speaking of this weekend, she's another jam-packed sporting calendar. Of course, the final round of the regular season of the Mighty Gods Game Rugby League. We've got International Code out the wazoo, the old Bunnings Far Cup, bit of UFC, the US Open, the EPL. Holy dooly, she's absolutely all go. So let's rip into it. How good is a Friday? Round 24 got underway, of course, last Thursday night with the Broncos getting put to the sword by the old Parramatta Seals, 53 points to 6. Then on your Freaky Friday, the STS feature match for the week, the Penny Panthers taking on the Warriors. Over there at Blue Bet Stadium, not many punters were giving us a chance. I was riding the boys home, confident of one of the greatest upsets of the year. It wasn't to be, but to be fair in patches, I thought the boys actually played pretty well and put in a reasonable shift up against a Penrith side that is red hot to trot and has become the first side ever in the NRL to go three straight years with over 20 wins per season. Fair to say Ivan's boys ready 
to rip and tear. But straight away, the boys dotted down, scored first off the back of a beauty of a try to Reese Walsham. Great team play. The old short ball of doom from Tohu Harris to Dynamis Louie cut them up. CHT inside to Walshy. Vintage Warriors footy. And I thought, strap in, Waz fan. She could be all on here. And I was thinking the upset is going to come good. 28 minutes in, she was six all tied in a deadlock and nothing in it. But then from there, the Panthers, they poured on the pressure, scored three meaties before Oranges, and then came out post-vitamin C, ripping in and piled on the points. She finished 46 points to 12. You want positives from that game? Again, I thought Tommy Ale was impressive. Every week he comes out, PCMs of doom, trucks nut all day, hits everything in front of him. He loves to get up and put a shot in, and he is the epitome of fizz off the Rimu as well, which I absolutely rate. More positives. The Warriors have a better home record than the All Blacks this year. We're two from three, hot to trot at Mount Smart, and that's where we'll finish the year this year. Does that make them our national sporting side? I absolutely believe it does. So that's a massive one for me and fizzing for this weekend's game. Of course, not much you can take from that last week. Panthers bloody good. Warriors just ready to get back home and wrap up the year. And I think that resulted in the scoreboard. The Panthers take the two points. Then following that, Storm Roosters. And I'll tell you what, game of the year for me so far. Finals intensity. She was physical. She was fast. The big boys were going at it through the middle. Bit of niggle. An absolute nail biter. This game had it all. And for me, any questions I had around the Roosters credentials got answered. I think over the past six or so weeks, they have been looking hot to trot. But they have been bullying some absolute loser teams as well. So it was good to see them rock up to Melbourne, put on a shift and come away with the Bickies. A massive win for Robinson's men. To me, they showed they're the real deal. They're a genuine grand final threat and they just have weapons all across the parks. Your Tedesco's, your Suali'i's, Joey Manu, Luke Carey, Sammy Walker and then a Ford pack the size of Mount Kilimanjaro. You got Lodge, Jared Waria, Hargraves who went at it with Nelson Asafa Solomona all night. And for me, I hated that Sinbin. You love it. You want a bit of grub. You want a bit of tough stuff in your rugby league. This is where all those old ex-players come out and say the game's gone soft. And for me, it's a bit hypocritical because you can bet your bottom dollar next time these two sides face each other, your Fox, your Channel 9, they'll be playing. Oh, Jared and Nas going at it in the build-up, hyping the shit out of this game. So I love to see it. Two big nut truckers and enforcers going at it head-to-head. Victor Radley, shit, that concussion was nasty to see him pulsating on the ground. You never want to see that. But that's another bloke who just gives it everything. He absolutely gets stuck in, chucks the house at it. You love to see it. For the Storm, I think they were actually a little bit off in that game, and I think they'll be pretty disappointed in the shift they put up, although they were strangled a little by the Roosters. I thought they had a chance to pull it off late. Chooks hold on, though. Heck of a game of footy. One of the best of the year. Then your Super Saturday, the Green Machine, and holy shit, did they have everything to play for. They rocked up. They needed to absolutely pump the gulls at home, and an absolute pumping is what we saw. 48 rugby league points to six. 
Ricky Stewart ticking all the boxes, getting the job done and putting on a clinic. Canberra, they blow them out. Manly, an absolute shit show. And it's fair to say, ever since the old rainbow jersey, the boys have been battling. There's a clear division in the side. Not quite sure how it can be sorted, but I can guarantee they're looking forward to just spending some time on the peninsula in the off-season, bathing up on the beach, getting in the budgie smugglers, getting the rig out, tanning up, and ready to hit 2023 preseason with a hiss and a roar. Because their season, shit, she went downhill quickly at a rate of knots. Tough to see if you're a Manly fan. Huge win for the Raiders. Jack White and Hudson Young proving to be an unreal combo on that left-hand side. And with that forward pack of theirs, they can go with anyone on their day. They're an aggressive bunch, especially at home. So they could be a tough little beat. Come finals footy, if you catch them when they're up for it, never easy to beat the old Canberra milk. Then following that, the Sharkies, far from vintage against the Doggies, got the win, 16 points to nil, but she wasn't clinical stuff at all. They only completed on attack at 61%, and up against a better team, they might have paid the price for that, but in saying that, their D, very strong. Everyone loves a strong D on a Saturday Arvo, and to hold any side in the NRL to nil is always a great sign, so they look primed and ready to make a real run for the championship, and it looks like they're going to wrap up that second position, which is going to be huge for them in the run home. You want to be playing finals footy at home for as long as you can, and they should also avoid the Panthers, which I think every team should be wanting to do. Nico Hines, he was good as always. What a buy he's been. I thought Talakai was strong coming back off his injury, as was Mulatalo. But again, Hines, possible Dally M winner for me. I think he was in second once she went behind closed doors behind Benny Hunt, and I thought he's been bloody good ever since then. Probably the buy of the year. I think he's overtaken Adam Reynolds. I had him penciled in early doors, but of course the Broncos have faded. But Nico of Heath Ledger lookalike fame, absolutely carving it up for the men from the Shire in an important two points. Then following that game, Rabbitohs took on the Cowboys in a game that was much hyped and highly anticipated. Of course, Tommy Dearden, he was out with a ruptured nut, but both teams were still stacked on paper from 1 to 17. Unfortunately though, she wasn't quite the game we'd all hoped for. Still a doozy, but both sides missed quite a few scoring chances and I thought there was quite a few errors made to be fair. Old Chad Townsend of ex-Warrior fame, he put in another strong shift but he really did miss his halves partner and in the end the bunny's just too good. A big win for them as they look to take on the Chooks this weekend and what should be a doozy. How good. Then on your Super Sunday, two games of bottom eight footy, but I tell you what, they were pretty bloody entertaining. The first one, Dragons versus the Tigers. She went right down to the wire. A 79th minute penalty from the Tigers. Anna Sinbin and gave old Zaki Lomax the shot to win it. From the sideline, bent it round, bend it like Beckham type of stuff from old Zachy Lowe, and he raised the flags, got the two points, and a famous win for the Red V. Tough scenes for the Tigers. 16-6 up at halftime. I thought they had it. Actually put them in my multi with a little new brown try scorer as well. Just needed Brent Naden. Was trying to ride him home from the comfort of my couch, but it wasn't to be and up. 
the Red V, and then the final game of the round, Titans-Knights. Textbook display of fuck it footy, 36 points to 26, the Titans win, 62 points in total. All-out offense, zero defense, both teams scoring meaties galore, exactly what we expected from 13th versus 15th. Bloody good to watch, actually. Great for your same-game multis, because everyone was crossing the chalk. But a game that probably won't go down in rugby league history. Which brings us through, of course, to round 25, the final round of the season. The cream has risen to the top. The Tigers have won the spoon. And there's still a few teams jostling for all-important positions in the top eight as they look to mount their quest for finals footy. Got underway last night with the Eels taking on the Storm. And earlier in the week, this is a game I had penciled in as a possible game of the week for me, but unfortunately a late withdrawal from Jerome Hughes meant that the Storm weren't quite going in at full strength, and you just got the feeling from then on out that Parramatta were going to be too strong at Combank, and that's what they were. They were all over the Storm, to be fair. Melbourne finished with a hiss and a roar, two meaties in the last five or so minutes to make the scoreboard look a bit more respectable, but she was all one-way traffic for Parramatta, playing unreal over the past three weeks, and now they've locked themselves into that fourth position, which is a massive achievement for them. They've set themselves up for date with the Penrith Panthers, and they have had the wood over them over the last couple seasons. I believe they're 3-0 and against them as well, so perhaps Penrith sitting at home, probably cheering for Melbourne to get the dub, and maybe a bit of squeeze Squeaky bum time for the boys from the foot of the mountain now, but that should be an absolute beauty of a game. And that means that Melbourne finishing fifth as well, their first time since 2014 that they haven't finished in the top four, which is fucking amazing stat to, when you think about it. That is a bloody long time. Eight years of being one of the four best sides in the competition. They've won a few minor premierships in there, a few championships, of course, as well. So they've been an absolute juggernaut. Finishing in fifth, is nothing to scoff at either, but not quite their usual standard. And no doubt Bellamy was watching that pretty frustrated, but at the same time, no Hughes, and their winning record without him historically is pretty piss poor. So probably a game in the back of his mind. He would have been hoping they'd won, but realistically, Parramatta were the favourites. They get the job done. Heck of a shift from the blue and gold. Do I think they'll win the comp? Probably not, but they are starting to come in to be a bit more of a factor in my calculations now after the performances they've dished up over the last month or so. Then tonight, double header, Bulldogs taking on Manly. Another game with zero riding on this one. You'd have to think the doggies, they'll be up and about ready to rip in for this one and hopefully they'll look to finish their season off with a win and send old Mick Potter, Harry's dad, out as a winner. He's done an excellent job as an interim coach, but now it's time for old Serraldo to take over. The doggies looking to build for what should be a huge season in 2023 for the gulls this game can't be over soon enough they're looking forward to mad monday see you in 2023 when tommy turbo and the likes 
are back in the mixer. Following that game though, game of the round for me or one of, we've got the Chooks taking on the Bunnies at the new Accor Stadium. The first game at the new venue, a massive rivalry game, 6th versus 7th. But unfortunately, both sides missing some key troops. The Roosters especially, they're down old Danny Toops, Victor the Inflictor and Lindsay Collins. Souths, they're giving Campbell Graham the week off to rest and repair. But still, when you cast your eyes over both sides, some massive rugby league talent on display, and I think this game is going to be all go. Spoke about it, matchups across the park for the Storm Eels game. This is another huge matchups across the park. The battle of the fullbacks, that's worth the price of admission alone. You're James Tedesco taking on Trelmet two of the best in the game and no doubt they'll be looking to entertain what should be a massive crowd. In the halves, Kerry and Walker up against Ilias and Walker. Two Walkers. Apparently the loser of this game drops the W so they just become Orca. So no one wants that. You never want to be losing a, na- a letter from your last name. Plenty of pride on the line there. And then the Ford pack, she's big boppers galore as well. Your Angus Cried and Maddie Lodge, Jared Waria Hargraves up against Totola, Burgess, Colin Matangi, Jai Arrow, Cam Murray. Price of tickets covered right there. Strap in. Should be a beauty. Then your Super Sati, another triple header, and strap in, ladies and gentlemen. This is the game we've all been waiting for for a couple of weeks now. Our team, the mighty Ortex Waz, they're back home. They're going to finish 2022 off with a hiss and a roar. Dish out a rugby league pounding to those losers from the Gold Coast and look to kick off their 2023 campaign early doors and I'm fizzing for this one of course she should hopefully be another beauty day at Mount Smart. Old Met Service says that there's some chances of some afternoon rain. I'll tell them to Ligma and hopefully God's game will turn it on because I think there could be some points scored in this one and of course I think those points will be scored by the boys in the blue, red and green. 13 plus Chuck the house on it. For the Waz, a couple changes. Jesse Arthurs, he's come back from that injury and also the virus to take place in the centres. He's joined by Viliami Vailea. Rocco Berry was named earlier in the week, but he's had to drop out with a toe sprain. That's an interesting one for me. Must be fucking sore though, because usually you just play through something like that. You'd only know if your name is Rocco. In comes Vili. Loves a meaty. Great to see. Unfortunately, Marcelo Montoya, one of my favourites, one of the fans' favourites, a bloke that just gives 100% every game. He succumbed to a knee conclusion, but good news, never fair. Cossie's here, in he comes, loves Mount Smart, loves Cossie's corner, and you best believe he'll be grabbing a meteor two on the left-hand side of the park tomorrow afternoon. Then in the forward pack, Wade Egan, he comes back into the mixer, Freddie Lussick drops back to the bench, and Ewan Aitken comes back in, joining Joshy Curran in the second row. She's going to be bittersweet for a few of the lads, of course, Walshy, Jesse Arthur's still unsigned for next year, Chanel Harris-Tavita, his last game, Ewan Aitken, he's also departing our shores, as is Ali Katoa, so plenty of them lacing up the boots for the last time in a Warriors jersey, and I expect us to really show up 
and send them out to a bang. Shout out as well, Mr. Backfence, Bunty R4. He's the only warrior to have played in every game this season. He's had a few tough injuries over the past couple years, including an ACL injury. So that's outstanding stuff from him. He hardly holds back, puts his body on the line every week. The amount of wear and tear that he puts on his rig must be unmeasurable. So great to see from Bunce. I take my hat off to you, mate, and excited to watch you wind up from the Penrose train station and truck nut all day long. Warriors footy at its finest. For the Titans, they've made two changes, but who the fuck really cares, to be fair? They're actually playing some good footy. AJ Brimson, he's been a handful as of late, scoring meaties galore, as has David Fafida, who's really hit his straps late, starting to earn that as his paycheck for the year, and peaking for finals footy. It's a pity, though, that they're coming second to last. And then another guy we're going to have to have plenty of eyes on, or actually two of them, in fact, Bowie Firm one of the greats actually brought my multi in last week the old family pack multi mentioned it in Surly's best bet she got up though playing 25 of the best so hopefully you got on if Liam Martin had played I think he would have crossed and we would have got the full dividend of the 75 bucks but he got scratched can't complain with 25s though and cheers to you Bowie Firms but this week the old friends become enemies and hopefully the boys can put a big shot on you and another guy we have to keep eyeballs on Jaden Campbell he's an absolute handful terror with the ball in hand just floats around the park loves a tackle break energy of doom so hopefully the lads can shut him down early doors as well for me I see this as one way traffic 13 plus type of stuff the boys they're just a different beast when they lace up at Mount Smart this year mentioned earlier two from three better record at home than the All Blacks and I see us going three from four fingers crossed the weather shows up and we can bring out some vintage Warriors razzle she's old boys day as well the 2002 grand final sides flying over so there'll be huge motivation for the lads they'll be wanting to put on a show and in front of one of our greatest teams in the club history. Hopefully old Ivan comes over, maybe brings Nathan, or the boys can take him along to Danny Doolan, Shom the night of his life, and he'll be looking to sign a 10-year gig after that. Can't say no to Danny D's, but really looking forward to this game. Of course, she sold out Vodafone, the absolute ruse. They re-signed to be the naming rights sponsor through till 2026, and in doing so, they thought, fuck it, let's play eyes up footy, buy out the whole stadium, and then give away the tickets for free on Ticketmaster. That's PR at its finest. If you're a company these days really wanting to boost morale, you partner with the WAS, and then you buy the joint out and give away free tickets. Instant street cred. And no doubt their stock prices are soaring through the roof. But great stuff from Vodafone. And I'm excited to see 26,000 plus bums on seats pack her out for one last time should be massive fizz. And speaking of Mount Smart and being packed out, of course, yesterday news broke. The Warriors, nine home games at Mount Smart next year. Absolute 
crock of shit. We get two others that we'll take to the regions and our 12th home game falls on Magic Round weekend, which I understand is great financially for the club. We get a fair whack of that coin, but it's fucking disappointing. All these clubs, they've said, oh yeah, how much of a sacrifice the Warriors have made over the past three seasons. There was calls from some of them that all our games should be at home. There was calls from others that they would be more than happy to swap their home game next year if it's against the so that it can be played back in New Zealand. But it's clear to see that when push came to shove, CEO Cam George, he picked up the phone. He said, lads, just following through on that promise, let's bring the game over to New Zealand. And they've told him to get fucked. They've put the money over what they said. They've decided to keep the games at home. And it is disappointing to hear. I must acknowledge that one or two clubs apparently are still negotiating with Cam George, which you love to hear, and hopefully those two will do the right thing and chuck the boys those games so that they can play them in your Dunedins, your Christchurch, your Wellingtons, your Northlands, because shit do the fans deserve it, and boy does the club deserve it as well. So tough times from the NRL, an absolute stitch up from them, and it just goes to show they'll put money over everything else but up the wires 2023 well and truly our year and we're gonna put the titans to the sword tomorrow are though 13 plus 30 plus if you're feeling confident like me your next game and this could have big top eight ramifications the broncos they need to show up to Netstrata Jubilee Stadium and do some humping, but I don't think they will. They haven't beaten St. George at this ground since 1998, so fair to say, the stats and history, it's not on your side, and that is one thing you do want on your side when your finals hopes are on the line. The Dragons, they've named it Unchanged 17 that got the dub against the Tigers last week and handed them... The wooden spoon. The Broncos, they've made a host of changes after another humiliating performance and as they fucking should. Old Tyson Gamble responsibly, he comes back into the halves in place of Ezra Mann. Selwyn Cobbo, Cobb and Co, he also comes back onto the wing after he was rested last week. And Paddy Carrigan, tell you what, this bloke is the definition of a footballer. And for me, Brisbane season all went wrong when he caught that suspension. So great to see him back but it could be too little too late from Paddy C. He could have stitched the boys up completely, but I think he'll be out looking for redemption. Could be worth having as an anytime try scorer. I think he's paying over sevens as well. Something to look at. I'm going to tip the Dragons in a nail-biter. Mad Monday soon for the Broncos. Then following that, Cowboys-Panthers in a game that halfway through the season, you probably penciled in your rugby league calendar as one that would be a barnstormer. Unfortunately not to be, the Panthers, they've rested 10 blokes and fair enough to them as well. They've earned the right to do that. I see a few people blowing up Deluxe saying that that's just bloody stupid and they shouldn't disrespect the Cows and play their top team. But to that, I say a big up yours. They've earned the right. They've finished first. They can't be caught they've been the best team all season they've only lost three games all year so if they want to rest people so that they're ready to come into finals footy firing on all cylinders then you should beat them during the year otherwise 
Shut your lips. But anyway, the cows, they've named old Tommy dead and on an extended bench, a chance that he could play. Might have to strap up the nut, maybe rock out the old kookaburra cricket box. We'll wait and see. For now, though, the hammer, he's named at 5'8". Interesting stuff there. Definitely a bit of razzle. Scotty Drink, he moves back to the fullback role, but let's see how they will line up on the night. The Panthers, of course, changes galore. They're actually running out pretty much their B-side, and it's great timing for the team that is playing the B-side as well. I believe it's finals footy down in that grade, so that could prove costly for the Panthers. They might have wrapped up their own season by making this choice, but of course, no one remembers who's won the Bs in the Rugby League. you got to win the NRL, and that is their plan for 2022. Not sure where I was going with that. But anyway, on to Sunday. Two games as well. The Knights, they seem to be cemented in the Rugby League calendar as playing Sunday Arvo footy. They're back at home against the Sharks, and I think the Sharks should do this one reasonably easy. Old Phoenix Crossland, he gets a start in the halves. Anthony Milford, he's out. Big loss for the Knights. For the Sharkies, in comes Matty Ikevalu. He's a handy footy player. And Dale Fanuka and he's also named on the reserves and he could return which would be a huge in for them the Sharkies they'll want to win this game wrap up that second spot so plenty to play for the Knights they suck they can't get the spoon they've avoided that that was their main job for the back half of the season so low fizz from them Sharkies 13 plus and then the final game of the round Tigers versus Raiders and of course the Raiders depending on that Broncos result they might need to win this one they might not the Broncos will have to put on a cricket score to get in so the Raiders will know their destiny will be in their own hands. But this could be an interesting game. Tigers certainly didn't roll over last week despite winning the spoon. The Green Machine, they can be patchy if it's not their day. They get Nick Kotrick back, which will be a big inclusion. But the Tigers, they get back James Tamo in what could be his final game in the NRL. And they also get back Ken Mal Marmalade of ex-Warrior fame and Luke Garner. So in comes the Cavalry late. They could be looking to pull off one of the great upsets and try and ruin the Raiders' season. You'd still have to back the green machine, but she's a generous line in favour of the Tigers, so maybe that is one you can't pass up. So a huge round of rugby league footy, a couple doozy games there, of course. Roosters, Bunnies and Warriors, Titans, the pick of the bunch for me. Should be bloody good stuff. Get out to Mount Smart tomorrow. If you are heading along, enjoy it. Get a few Waitakere daiquiris, a couple Mrs. Max pies in you. If you're down in Cossie's corner, make some noise every time he crosses over for a meaty. Massive fizz. Hang around after. They're doing the Players Awards on the field. This is your chance to trot out onto Mount Smart. Maybe score a meaty of your own in Cossie's corner. re that that'll be bloody good stuff something to tell the kids about and up the wires let's finish her off with a 13 plus humping and up yours the titans
Rugby championship time now and shit to say she was a big weekend of results would be an understatement. The Australians, they kicked her off on Super Saturday, pulling off a huge win and continuing their impressive record against the Springboks. 25 points to 17, a massive result and to be fair, the scoreboard probably flatters the South Africans more than it should. She was 25-3 up until five minutes to go. The box scored too late to old Quagga. Smith to make it look a bit tighter but the Wallabies had an absolute field day an impressive shift from Dave Rennie's boys and they will be fizzed up and about and to hear them talking about this year's the year they win the Bledisloe really does piss me off for South Africa shit she was a bit alarming to watch as an All Blacks fan you park up on the couch you watch this one you think we've just beaten the box we're on here. Then you see them get put to the sword by the Wallabies and you think, shit, maybe the Springboks aren't as good as we thought. Handling errors were a major issue for them. They kept coughing up the ball way too often, giving the Wallabies a chance to exit after they had been put under the pump for sustained long periods of pressure. The home side, they took their opportunities. They got themselves in the right area of the pitch off the back of some strong kicking game. Nick White, he can kick a Gilbert and shit can he act as well. One of the great displays on Faf Duplessis to get him sent to the naughty boy chair for 10 minutes. That was some English Premier League shit from him. But good on him, I guess. It is gamesmanship at its finest. The box, though, they'll be highly disappointed with the result, but they'll be hoping that they can carry over those last few minutes from that game into this weekend's clash in Sydney. Their two late tries did deny the Wallabies of the bonus point and that could prove crucial in terms of who comes out and wins the rugby championship. The Wallabies, well done to them. A big win on home soil to get the Aussie public behind them, get them turning heads, take a few eyeballs off the AFL and the NRL and back on rugby because shit has Aussie rugby been struggling as of late a result they well and truly needed. And speaking of a result needed, this was not one the All Blacks needed. They rocked down to Christchurch Orange Theory Stadium full of fizz. The public was back on board. Fossey was locked in. They'd had a week off after pulling off that famous victory against Ellis Park. And I think everyone, including myself, was expecting a huge win from the boys in black. But it wasn't meant to be. The bloke who put the key in the wee, David Kidwell, rocks up puts on a defensive coaching clinic. The Pumas hitting everything in front of them for the full 80 minutes and they get rewarded with a famous victory, 25 points to 18. And it was off the back of a huge second half performance from the Pumas. Some brilliant defense and game management from them saw them stick to their plans. They stayed in the game. They pounced on the opportunities that were presented to them and there were quite a few as well by the All Blacks through errors or poor discipline. They continue to build and build pressure. They got a heck of a goal kicker in Buffelli who can knock them over from all over the park. And in the end, the All Blacks just weren't good enough when put under pressure. Seemed we'd narrowed our attack. We looked to take on the Pumas up the guts through the middle and we we're running into brick walls. Those were the exact words that Caleb Clark said. Couldn't have summed it up any better. The Pumas, they didn't miss on D. For the first 30 odd minutes, I thought we looked bloody exciting. We were shifting it a bit, scoring tries to Caleb Clark off the back of some razzle. And I thought, man, the All Blacks are back here. The score was still quite tight, but I predicted she was going to be an arm wrestle and then would blow them out late. Turns out 
out and said we started better than we finished. Disappointing to see. And for me, we just let ourselves down. Crucial errors at crucial times. Mistakes that you shouldn't be making in an all-black jersey. The early substitution of Samasoni Takiaho was a confusing one for me. He was our best player on the night in my box. Got pulled after around the 45-minute mark for Cody Taylor, who's a heck of a footballer, of course. He's a Christchurch local, and it was a substitution that had the Crusaders fans fizzing. But then he came on and was just off, missing line-out throws, not quite hitting his straps, and we really missed Takiaho's ball carrying across the park. He's got the PC of doom he runs so low to the ground and him and Hardy were the only ones in the Ford pack really denting that Puma's D line on top of that we dominated territory and position but we just couldn't turn that into points they kept turning us away we kept turning down the three at some key times we turned it down early and scored off a more which was brave but then we tried to reenact that a couple times and our execution really did let us down the Argentinians on the other hand as mentioned they just preyed off our mistakes their limited opportunities they made them count going up in threes six of them to be precise and that all adds up 18 of the best they only scored one try but that doesn't matter that doesn't get recorded in history what does is the scoreline and that is where they got the better of us so it sets up a massive clash for us it was Argentina's first ever win on New Zealand soil so no doubt they'll be coming into this weekend in the Tron fizzing and full of confidence and they'll be looking to rip into a bit of a wounded all black side you can't help but wonder what the mood and confidence is like in the camp hopefully the boys are up for it hopefully they've got that chip on their shoulder and I think they will I think they'll bounce back but we've been saying it for so long that the boys will be bounce back and they haven't quite delivered so let's see interesting to see Fozzie he's rolled out pretty much the exact same 23 as well just a couple changes Dalton Papali'i he comes in on the bench as does Brody Retallick and Bowden Barrett who of course is back from injury but apart from that she's pretty much unchanged I thought we would have gone with RTS I say it every week and no offense to Quinn he's a heck of a footballer but for me he's a bloke that you start in the 12 years if you want to play him late 20 minutes to go you want to bring on some impact some razzle a guy that can get you over gain line and just pull something a rabbit out of the hat that other players can't produce for me that's RTS and I would just love to see them chuck him out there they've got nothing to lose the results haven't been going our way would love to see us mix it up even guys like Hoskins Satutu and minor changes like Will Jordan to the back Geordie on the wing little things like that I'd love to see us tinker with but the coaching staff they certainly know more than me they've seen enough to run it back so let's see if the lads can redeem themselves I'm absolutely backing them to do it as mentioned and I think we'll do it in that 10 to 15 point range so fingers crossed the lads can rock up to FMG Stadium in Waikato with a bit more sting in their tail. We'll have to match them up front and be physical as hell and we're going to have to try and move some bodies, that's for sure. Keep in mind, Joe Schmidt, he's in charge of our attack now. He was only at the helm for one week leading up to that game, so he would have had another week in the saddle. It's bloody hard to make big changes in such a short time, but maybe we see a little bit more from the boys this weekend. And fingers crossed as well, when we get the opportunity, we just take the three, mount up the scoreboard pressure, and then on the other end, we improve our discipline because the Pumas showed they'll kick them from within 60. You've got to be on your game at ruck time can't 
be giving away those easy threes. So well and truly backing the boys, of course, to get the dub, and hopefully the rest of you and the rest of the nation is. No doubt they're still copping it. The noise is huge, but a big performance would well and truly shift the narrative as well. So hopefully the lads front up, get the dub, preferably with a bonus point, get the season back on track, make a real statement, and we shift our emphasis towards the Bledisloe and keeping that away from those bloody Aussies. So massive fizz, up the ABs, big dub on the way in the city of the future, the great Hamilton. Right, on to Bunnings Far Cup footy now, and I know a lot of you just tune in for this chat. You love your grassroots, and like me, you're a firm believer that without the roots, there is no tree. And it's fair to say, round four dished up some more bloody entertaining footy. I think it was probably the round, to be fair, where finally we had most of the favourites win these games. Not as many upsets, still a couple. Counties getting the win over the bay is probably one you didn't have factored in. But apart from that, she was pretty much as per script, except of course for the mighty Harbour Heat. The first game on your Friday night was Canterbury taking on Tasman down there in Nelson. Fair to say, Tassie, not quite the textbook start that many had them predicted for this season. Just the one win from four games. They're always one of the top sides in the comp, but they really do appear to be struggling this year. Plenty of sides have got the measure on them at home as well. The Red and Blacks proving way too good and racking up 50 points. The Marco Faithful wouldn't be happy with that. Following that, a game many predicted as a cricket score, including myself, and it lived up to that hype. Waikato getting the dub easy over the turbos, 53 points to 6. She was Meadies galore, when it definitely wasn't the strongest Waikato side. Kind of just shows where the turbos are at at the moment. Disappointing times for them. Hopefully, though, they can get a win shortly and get their season back on track. It could come tonight against Tasman, although certainly wouldn't chuck the house on that one. Super Saturday dished up one of the great robberies of all time. A heck of a game. The Ramfurly Shield clash. The mighty Hawks Bay Magpies taking on the even mightier Harbour Heat. And for about 75 odd minutes there, I was absolutely firing on all cylinders. Thinking that the Shield was coming back to its rightful home up here in Albany. It wasn't to be though, and I'm not sure if I'm just biased and if all my friends are biased as well, but I thought some refereeing calls were a bit interesting at times there in favour of the black and white hoops. I thought both sides were guilty of some pretty poor discipline at the breakdown, but it appeared the ref kind of changed his mindset on how he was going to interpret it, and it certainly didn't go in favour of the visitors who played some bloody good football and as mentioned for 75 odd minutes were the better side on the park taking the lead in late but then it was a meaty with five minutes to go that saw the bay get back in front lock down the win lock up the shield their next challenge against Southland in a couple weeks time but shit was this a nail biter in Harbour. They're playing some bloody good footy at the moment. Bryn Gatland in the form of his life. As is Sean Stevenson. Trivita Lee, he got another three. Loves a hat trick, that bloke. Unfortunately though, made some pretty uncharacteristic mistakes, especially down the stretch. Their set piece cost them and just some unfortunate handling errors that you can't make in these huge games. But they can be proud of their efforts. They more than gave this challenge their best crack. Couldn't quite get get themselves home, bees dick in it, 
but the Hawks Bay, they get the win. And no doubt if you are a Bay fan, you would have breathed a sigh of relief from that one. Something about the Shield that kind of just takes the Magpies to another level. I think if that was an away game, the old Logger Wood wasn't on the line, then they probably wouldn't have come away with the dub. Old McClutchy, I thought he was excellent. Some big nudges off his educated right boot. Danny Tuala, he was bloody good outside him. And I thought their forward pack just worked extremely hard in general. None of them really stood out, but I thought as a unit, top shelf stuff from them. So unfortunately, not to be for Harbour, we could get another crack if Southland can get up against the Magpies in two weeks' time. So hopefully Marty Banks and the boys can pull off a famous dub, take it back down to Invercargill, and then the Harbour boys can come down full of fizz and get the dub that would be massive. Following that game, Auckland-Otago. Mentioned I didn't mind Otago in this one, but it wasn't to be. The Aucklanders got their season back on track. 35 points to 17. A strong shift from them. Otago probably off from their usual performance, to be fair. Pretty bad on D and a lot of attacking errors as well. Josh Ioane, he wasn't quite at his best either. Led in a couple of those Auckland tries by himself. So that was tough scenes for a bloody good footy player. Auckland, I thought they responded in a big way. Backs against the wall type of stuff. Their back line, geez, they have pace, they have strength, they have flair. I think Lamb, he's really picked up where he left off in Super Rugby. He was massive towards the end of that campaign when Caleb Clark was out playing some great footy playing at centre as well he looks extremely dangerous and then I thought defensively they certainly fronted up forcing this Otago side into plenty of errors as well a deserved five points for the boys from the city of sale Super Sunday as mentioned the one upset in my box Counties Monaco getting the win over the Bay of Plenty down there in Tauranga of course Counties they're no slouches they're going great guns this year they've either been winning or just losing extremely narrowly so they've been pushing sides right to the limit I thought the Bay of Plenty though were going to be too good too much razzle dazzle not to be the Pukekohe lads get the dub then after that Wellington they bet the Naki 31 points to 25 in a bit of a high scoring nail biter and then Northland win the battle of the lands against Southland 32 points to 19 another good game entertaining footy and Northland now sitting pretty in third in the evens pool with just the one loss impressive stuff from them a team I did not see being a contender for the title this year but shit am I happy to see them in the mixer final game for the round and of course it's storm week for the mighty harbour heat flew down to Christchurch took on Canterbury came away second best 35 points to 22 fair to say she wasn't the strongest side rolled out from harbour Gatland and the likes coming off the pine and a few blokes getting the rest I think they're targeting Sunday's home game against counties but shit for about 10 minutes there it looked like they'd got themselves back in the game in the end though Canterbury just too good they're definitely one of the main title threats four wins from five games sitting atop of the evens the red and black hoops doing what they so often do and just finding 
ways to win. This week, round five kicks off tonight. Manawatu taking on Tasman. As mentioned, the Turbos, they probably didn't expect to find themselves targeting this game as one of their chances to get their first dub of the season. Tasman, they've rolled out a bit of a weaker side, you could say, but I still think they'll be too good, unfortunately. Manawatu, they just look like they're really going to battle this year. No doubt they've circled your Southlands and whatnot as games they can look to target. Unfortunately, I'm going to go the Marco 13 plus there. Super set day and this first game should be a beauty. Northland taking on Auckland, of course. Two provinces in the Blues region, both playing some good footy. At the start of the year, you probably would have said Auckland do it in a canter, but not at this rate. Northland at home too, up there at Toll Stadium, playing some good footy, exciting stuff. And I think they'll be looking to prove a real point in this one. Whenever Northland plays Auckland, everyone just assumes straight away, Auckland, easy doors, the bigger union, got all the funding, got all the superstars, etc. But never ride off the naughty north, the strength of the Cody. And I think this could be bloody tight. The bookies have Auckland as a $1.45 favourites, Northland playing 280. But the line, she's six and a half, which shows they expected there to just be a converted try in it. Either way, following that game, Taranaki take on Waikato. That'll be another good game. I think the Mulu men will be too strong, though. Unfortunately, Taranaki again will be without Stephen Petafeta, fresh off the back of his 52nd debut last weekend. Disappointing to see that, actually. Your debut games are always ones that you want to be memorable. Everyone always asks how you made your debut, so to think that that'll be his lasting memory is pretty unfortunate. And shit could the Naki do with him this weekend? Instead, he won't be playing any footy. Don't see how that's beneficial to anyone, but I expect the Mulus to get the dub here on the road, probably in that 1-12 to margin. Final game for your Super Set D, Southland taking on Wellington. I actually like the home side in this one, the Stags, to pull off a bit of an upset. Wellington, while they did win last week, they've been a bit up and down, and they have been conceding quite a lot of points too. Southland, never easy beats, especially at home. They're paying $3.10 for the win. The point start is plus 7.5, so I think I'll be jumping on them in that 1-12 to margin. Why not? Of course, remember, if you get the margin wrong but your team wins you get your money back in a bonus bet so it's a free swing $3.80 count me in for that and get up party banks and the lads hopefully the stags can get the dub then super sunday Canterbury, they'll play their third game in eight days. Taking on Hawks Bay at home, back-to-back -back home games from them, which helps them through their storm week. This will be an interesting game. Of course, Hawks Bay have much longer of a turnaround, so they'll be ready to rip in. And Canterbury, they'll be wanting to keep their impressive record alive. This is a bums-on-seats match for me. Sunday, Arvo, 2 p.m., a great time slot to watch some code. And I do think this one could be within seven points either way. I'll tip Canterbury at home home although again wouldn't be surprised if the bay rock down there fresh full of fizz after defending the log of wood and pull off the victory almost convincing myself to go with the magpies i'll make a call later in the potty then otago they take on bay of plenty this is a coin flip the battle of the blue and golds otago they're always stronger at home under the roof at forsyth bar bay of plenty disappointing last week in the loss both of these teams were 
to be fair. Again, expect it to be tight. I'll back the home side. Why not go the golden O? And then the final game of the round, North Harbour taking on Counties in their third game in eight days as well. Counties, as mentioned, always there or thereabouts. They're either one tight or they've lost tight. So expect them to push the Harbour heat all the way. I think there's a couple injuries for Harbour. Haven't named their side, but I think there was a few casualties from Wednesday night's game against Canterbury. Good to see Denny Solomona back in the mixer. I think he'll lock down that starting 13 jersey for the Heat. And once they combine him with the likes of Tavita Lee, Mark Talia, Sean Stevenson, that's an extremely dangerous back line. I'll back the Heat at home, of course, at the Dog Pound QBE Stadium, probably in that 1-12 to 12 margin. Don't expect counties to roll over. Think it could be a nail-biter, but you just can't beat the mighty harbour heat so another huge round of grassroots footy ahead should be some entertaining games no doubt the lads will be looking to bring the razzle as always the meaties will be flowing and hopefully we see some grouse displays of running rugby footy how good is the old bunnings far cup Rapid review preview time, pre's and re's, and today we're going to cover off the old EPL, bit of UFC, huge card this weekend over there in France, and then of course, a little bit of Serena Williams US Open chat as well, what an absolute roost she is, but in the EPL, and it's bloody good to see, things are returning back to normal, the pool, they're back dishing out hidings, especially to Bournemouth, 9-0, absolute scenes at Anfield you love to see it unfortunately that's about the end for the Bournemouth manager as well you never like to see people living their gigs the old soccer manager world she's extremely ruthless but that was the end for him fell by the wayside at the hands of the pool but good to see us back in the winner's circle also backed it up yesterday with a bit of an extra time win 2-1 against Newcastle Eight minutes deep into extra time as well. I think that was a bit more than what was scheduled. We could have got away with one there, but shout-outs to the ref for letting it run and a crucial two points to us, which sees us move back in to sixth position. You love to see it. Overnight as well, Man United, they got a big win over Leicester City to bump them up into fifth, so whoever got on them to get relegated, unfortunately, that was probably a donation. But shit, it was a bit of fun to get on them while they sucked appears they've turned the tide man city 6-0 against nottingham forest and arsenal they remain the only unbeaten side got the 2-1 win over Villa some big tests for them coming up this weekend actually they're taking on United on Monday morning that should be a bloody good game Chelsea take on West Ham Chelsea they're starting to get desperate for a win that'll be a goodie Everton Liverpool the derby game tomorrow at 11:30, just shy of midnight definitely worth staying up for what a night of sport that's gonna be Waz into All Blacks into Cowboys Panthers or Wallabies South Africa then into Everton versus the pool. Massive fizz. So great to see the EPL. She's heating up. The cream's really starting to rise to the crop now. Five games in, they're really starting to find their way. Fingers crossed the pool can round her out. Quick little top six update. Arsenal in one, City in two, Tottenham in three, 
Three wins from their five games, two draws, no losses, so that's helping boost them up. Brighton, they're hanging in tough in fourth. You'll love to see it. Currently playing Champions League footy. How grouse is that? United in fifth, they suck. And then Liverpool in sixth. You could say we suck more, but I would tell you to Ligma, the boys are coming. You'll never Walk alone. On to the old USC. A huge card this weekend going down in France. The two co-main events. It should be absolute doozies. Some big bodies clashing in Tai Tuivas versus Cyril Garn. This should be a doozy. Like Ty said, if he dinks him, he sinks him. And I love that chat from him. Who doesn't love watching old Bam Bam rip and tear? Of course, Cyril, shitty moves well. Huge body. He's going to be incredibly tough to beat. Of course, number one ranked. Ty comes in number three. But this is a fight that really could go either way. Of course, Garn comes in heavy favourite at the Tea and Biscuits and probably deservedly so. He's got a hissing record. He's at home in the first UFC card over there. So no doubt the French locals are going to get behind him. Should be a massive crowd. But Ty paying five bucks if he clips him. If he just catches him with one, then it could be all over. 7.50 for the knockout. We'll get onto it in the old Surly's best bets. But that is going to be be hard to pass up. Interesting to see as well, Ty, he looks in great shape at the moment, certainly lost a lot of weight, hopefully he hasn't lost too much we'll soon see, but I do think he's still going to have that one punch power about him, but good to see him looking trim, maybe the old salmonella season, the old uncooked chicken diet has paid off for the big fella, and hopefully we see him banging a couple shoeys post game. Then the other fight, the co-main event, Whitaker's Chocolate up against Marvin Vittori. Unfortunately and I've traced his heritage old Marvin because I did have a slight inkling that he might have been related to the great left arm orthodox spin bowler in New Zealand cricketing hero Dan Vittori. Not the case though unfortunately no lineage dating back to old Dan but good to see Marvin out in the mixer anyway. For me I think this one goes the distance. I think 9 of Vittori's last 10 have gone the distance Whitaker doesn't quite have that knockout power that he once had a couple years back. So I'm going to back the chocolate man, but I think he'll do it via points, via decision. That's paying $1.83, so she is the most popular option. But again, we'll get into the betting soon. US Open, the tennis, she's really starting to heat up now. We're getting into the third round of the singles, and the doubles are starting to kick off. Some great results. Good to see old Nick Kyrgios putting in a shift, backing up his performance from this year but of course the talk of the town the goat Serena Williams the great farewell to her she's got through she's already pulled off a couple upsets and she's looking dangerous the crowd they're really turning it on for her as well as they should local hero local tournament Tiger Woods in the mixer giving it the big fist pumps you absolutely love to see it couple goats saluting each other LeBron James on Instagram making goat sounds shit the stage is set for a famous victory and how good would that be to see I think in my opinion definitely the greatest female athlete ever if not the greatest ever full stop she's on tomorrow 11am taking on the Aussie in the singles so set the 11am tune in for that one and then today if you're not too late 11am she's lacing up the sneakers the old Dunlops pulling out the Slazenger and she's going to be ripping in with her sister Venus at 11 in the doubles that could be absolute scene 
means as well. And no doubt the American fans will really be rallying around her. So fingers crossed Serena can go all the way. That would be iconic stuff and would really be the perfect chapter to close out her book. Also hoping Kyrgios can do the damn thing. Him versus Nadal. That would be great to see. I do love a bit of Rafa, as you probably know. And up the US Open. Always a bloody good tournament. So get around it. Massive fizz. Time to have a look over the week's sporting action and see if I can pick out a few winners for you at the TAB to have your account sitting pretty. Nothing better than a win on the old punt. And of course, if you are having a lick, please do so through our friends at the TAB. New Zealand's home for sport and racing betting. Bloody good stuff. And of course, as always, gamble responsibly. Always bet within your means. And don't push the boat out too far. Only gamble what you can afford. But looking ahead, of course, the NRL. Big games tonight. The Bulldogs taking on the Manly Gals. Doggies heavy favourites. Manly $2.60. The line's six and a half. I like the Bulldogs to win this one. And I do think Josh Adokar will score as well. So if you want to multi those up, then be my guest. In the game after, though, Roosters Bunnies. And this is an interesting one now. Of course, now that Parramatta won, neither side can change their fate much. They're both going to be playing each other next. Next week, unless the Chooks can put 60-odd on the Bunnies, which I don't see happening. I've already seen Joseph Sawali pull pin as a result. Of course, so the Chooks without four starters, the Bunnies, they might do something similar. Pull out Latrell and Cody and save some bodies. We'll have to wait till kickoff. Currently, the Chooks are favourite. But if the bunnies are full strength, there could be some value there at $1.92. The line is only plus one, so the TAB expect this one to be close. If you wanted some value, of course, they're doing that winning team and margin promo as always. Place a pre-match winning team and margin bet on the NRL. Your team wins, you get the wrong margin. You'll get your money back in a bonus bet. So bunnies 1 to 12 at 325 could be a good shout. As could the Roosters 1 to 12 at $3.10. But I actually like either team to win by 1 to 12. That's a grouse option, in my opinion, in these games where you can't split it. $1.69, nothing to scoff at there. 69, what a giggle. Then on to Super Saturday, and of course, Warriors versus Titans. Bloody good to see the boys from Mount Smart head in favourites, and as they should, a different beast at home. $1.54, head to head. Titans, $2.40. It's where your winning team and margins, where you're going to find your jam. Warriors 1 to 12 at 340. 13 plus at 263. Good to see the faithful. They're still riding them home. How good. And then you got the Titans 1 to 12 donation at $4.13 plus. You'd have to be a madman at five of the best. And of course, every time we talk the Waz, we got to talk the Surly Talk Sports Power Plays. And this will be the last time, unfortunately, of course, the last game of 2022 for the Waz. So the last game of the Surly Talk Sports Power Plays to get on the men from Penrose. So get in behind it. Really appreciated your support so far this year. Hopefully I'll still be running a couple into finals footy on some different games. But this is your last chance to get on the boys in the blue, red, and green. Of course, cooked up nine of the best, as I always do, Chef Surly. So let's run you through them. First up, any two of Warriors try scorers, Reese Walsh, Jesse Arthurs, or Ali Katoa. Called this one the old last dance 
the three blokes that aren't meant to be in Warriors kit next year. Of course, we don't know around Jesse Arthurs. There's rumours he could still be in the mixer, but he loves a meaty, so had to chuck him in. Reese Walsh off to the Bronx, Katoa off to the Storm. That's paying two bucks, so she's hardly generous. In fact, I think Katoa's paying more by himself, but then Arthurs and Walshy, they're under the two buck mark, so they're kind of ruining the odds for that one. I'd probably go on them as singles, to be fair, but if you want to support me, appreciate it anyway. Then we go to the NE2 of the Titans and she's paying the exact same amount. Bowie Furmore, Greg Marshu or David Fafida. Three blokes that love meaties. They could all cross over. I think there could be some points scored if the rain stays away. So three grouse options there. Two of them come in. You've doubled up your coin. Not the worst. Then we move on to Tino Fa'asul Malawi to have 30 plus tackles and 175 plus running meters. If you go off his past few games over the last couple weeks he's going to piss this one in and triple your money at three bucks definitely worth a lick he's the inspirational captain he's been their best player all year gets through a mountain of work and I expect him to put on another top shelf display of truck and nut tomorrow afternoon then we move to AJ Brimson the old Titans odds they're coming in low one try one try assist for Brimo at $3.25 scored a double last week also put on an assist and scored one the week before with two assists as well so he's hot to trot in this department $3.25 some decent odds there then we get into the options that I like Adam Fanua Blake 20 plus tackles 150 plus running meters the top Interior, he'll flog you if you run soft into him. So, 20 of the best, he'll be cannonballing into some Titans lads for those, and then 150 plus running meters. He's done more than that at every game at Mount Smart. Get the feeling the faithful just gives him a big lift. So, $3.25, I think that's jam, and one you could potentially chuck the house on responsibly, of course. Then we get into the Warriors Magic Multi. She's in short today. Warriors to win by more than six. Viliami Violea and Dallin Wartini Zelezniak, both anytime try scorers. Of course, they combo up. Old Rocco Berry, he had to pull pin out with a sprained toe. So in comes Vili. He loves a meaty. He's our third top try scorer. Dallin is our top try scorer. Combo them up together. That just makes sense. Warriors to win by six or more. That's a converted try. Happy days. And I have a feeling this one is definitely also a great shout. Of course I think that. That's why I put it in. 450 of the best. Get around it. Then we get on to another bloke that's departing the Mount Smart Shores. Potentially not forever though. Having a little sabbatical to do a bit of travel and a bit of riding. You love to see it. CHT, one try, one force dropout, $6.50. I had this one as a bit of a swan song omen. He doesn't often cross, but he has scored earlier at Mount Smart this year. And I think it would just be right to see CHT dot down for a meaty force a dropout off the back of a little grubber as well. I can already see it happening. The try, especially the crowd will erupt. $6.50, massive odds there and definitely a realistic chance. The next one though, this is the better the game for me. Ed Cossie, Cossie's Corner of course, spoke to him this week on the Surly Talks Warriors podcast. Ran that name by him. He fizzed it. He loved a bit of Cossie's Corner action and he said he'd do his best to dot down for a meaty. The side that he's on, the Titans absolutely leak points there every week. It's their worst edge defensively and they are known to let left wingers have a field day up against them so I've gone Cossie 
two tries in the first half. I did have him first, second or third. The odds came back low. I thought, I can't do Cossie like that. Then I said, what about two or more tries? Again, only came in at 350. I was chasing some real jam. So with two tries in the first half, we went $7. Cossie's corner is going to be erupting, and hopefully he gets off to a fast start. And then the final option for the game, Donation Central, ring the bell. This is the definition of a bet I would not recommend you getting on. Gold Coast, plus five and a half points start. We'll cover that easy. AJ Brimo, meaty, he could score. That's probably the only good part about this. And then Philip Sami, old sandwich to score. $8.50 for all that to happen. Don't like it at all. Warriors are gonna have a field day and up the STS Magic Multi. So if I was you, I was only wanting to have a flutter on a couple of them. I'd go on Tino, 30 plus tackles, 175 plus running meters. Then I'd look to Adam Fenua Blake to truck nut and fold some blokes at $3.25. And then I'd go Ed Cossie, Cossie's corner, two tries in the first half, paying seven of the best. If any of those come in, happy fucking days. Then your next game in the NRL, Dragons taking on the Broncos. Broncos with everything to play for. Dragons out to looking to spoil the party. Mentioned they haven't lost at this stadium to the Broncos since 1998. Paying $2.23 for the win. $1.63 for the Bronx. I like this as the Dragons 1-12. to $3.75. Some big value there. I'm a big believer in backing the stats in history. And I just think the Broncos might be done. Of course, Paddy Carrick back as mentioned could be a real boost but I think the Red V might get over the top of them final game Super Saturday Cowboys Panthers Cows go in heavy favorite Panthers they've waved the white flag changed the whole side rolled out their bees but I still don't expect them to be that bad that Penrith system is hissing the line is 19 and a half in favor of the Panthers I wouldn't mind getting on that at a dollar 90 but I do think the bet is probably Cowboys 13 plus Plus, they should be too good. Super Sunday, Night Sharks. Of course, the Sharks hot to trot. The Knights really battling. They're looking forward to wrapping up the year. Knights, $5.75 at home. You hate to see it. Cronulla, $1.13. For me, Sharks, 13 plus. Ronaldo Mulatalo, first, second, or third try scorer. And I'd multi that up with old ramen noodles, Jesse Ramian, for a cheeky little same game claim. One of those legs falls short. You'll get your money back in a bonus bet as well. How good's a cheeky boner when you fall one short? You gotta love it. And hopefully... All three of those come in. And then your final game for the round, Tigers versus Raiders. The Tigers, this could be an important game for the Raids if the Bronx do get up, but I see them still getting the win. $1.28, Tigers, $3.55. The line, 11.5 though. So if you think the Tigers can show up to Leichhardt on a Sunday Arvo and put in a bit of a shift, then that line might be appealing to you. Otherwise, I'd be going Raiders, Rapana for a meaty, maybe even first, second or third. Loving those options at the moment cheeky little power plays green machine should get the dub and I'd also have Sebastian Chris to score the fact he's their leading try scorer and he's still paying over two bucks every week it's been an easy tick for me and my multis as has Hudson Young so factor that lot in cheeky little same gamer at worst you should get a boner happy days
Onto some 15-man code and, of course, the rugby championship. As we've been talking about, she continues again tomorrow night. Two huge games. New Zealand heading in heavy favourites against Argentina despite last week's result. $1.25 on the nose. The Pumas $4.20. Your winning team in margin. All Blacks 1-12 to at $2.70. 13-plus. Still the best backed at $1.82. It appears when you look around social media, the New Zealand public is off the All Blacks. But when you look at these odds, it shows that we're still willing to back the boys with our hard-earned coin. The Pumas 1 to 12. If you think it's going to be a repeater last week, 550 Argentina 13 plus at 13 bucks. And then the draw, 21s. Actually got on the draw live during the game last week when she was 25-18. I thought if we cross here for a converted meaty, then we're in for all money. Wasn't to be a donation from me but I'll be going all blacks 1 to 12 I think we bounce back this weekend as mentioned in terms of some any time try scorers I'll always have Takiaho in the mixer he keeps saluting so you gotta back him up I'll also have ASAV in there because I just love the bloke leg driving PCMs of doom gotta factor him in in terms of the backs Caleb Clark he's been scoring meaties as well his hamsters are now firing on all cylinders $1.75 you love to see it and then I also think Rico Iwani $2.25 chuck him in I wouldn't be surprised though if Quintu Pyre comes on for him so that could be something to keep in your calculations but $2.25 if he gets time and space he should find his way to the chalk some grouse odds there over to your Australia South Africa game and Aussie favorites $1.82 the flipped it on last week after their win South Africa two bucks your winning team in margins Aussie one to twelve the most popular margin at $2.60. This could be another game where you go either side to win in that 1 to 12 range. I think that would be a great bet and one that I'll definitely be jumping on. The line, she's only half a point. Everyone's expecting this to be a nail biter and I agree with that. Should be bloody close. With their record at home against the box, I'll have to back Aussie in that 1 to 12 range if you put the gun to the head. Prefer not to though, you truly don't know. In terms of your anytime meaties, Marika Karambeti off the back of his defensive effort last week to save a try. $1.90, he's playing some unreal footy. He's got to be one of the best league to rugby converts that's ever laced them up. So good to have him in the mixer. And then for the South Africans, Malcolm Marks, they're starting him. They're finally re- Realize they need to play their best sides right from the opening whistle. $2.25 off the back of a rolling moor or a cheeky little pick and go close to the line. He would prove hard to stop. So a couple good options there for the old rugby championship. If you are having a lick, hopefully you can get up and hopefully the All Blacks will reward us for our patriotic support. Over to the old Bunnings Far Cup, the New Zealand NPC, the grousest level of footy. Tonight, of course, the Turbo taking on Tassie. Tassie massive favourites $1.06. For me the value here is either your winning team in margin Tasman 13 plus $1.40 as a cheeky little multi-anchor or else go for some anytime try scorers.
I'm looking at the likes of your Makaleos at a dollar sixty, your Lester Fanga Nuku at a dollar fifty. He'll be hard to stop. Full of All Blacks fizz, and then I also like Maka Springer, the young buck with massive wraps on him, a dollar seventy-five. Hopefully, he can find his way over the chalk. Super Saturday triple header: Northland taking on Auckland. Mention Northland, two dollars eighty. Auckland, a dollar forty-five favourites. Winning team: the margins. Northland one to twelve at three eighty at home. That could be tough to pass up. Auckland one to twelve, two seventy. The best backed option: thirteen plus. I think this is going to be a bees duck type of game. The points start six and a half. I'll probably jump on that in favour of Northland. A bloody good football side this year. In terms of any time try scorers, if you wanted to chuck a little multi together for the Battle of the Auckland Territories. Fortunately, the teams haven't been named as of yet, but I'm assuming AJ Lamb will be in the mixer if he is chuck him in for a meaty, as will Makalai for Northland, chuck him in to dot down as well. Then we move over to Taranaki Waikato, Waikato $1.45 favourites, the Naki 2.80 at home. Probably go Waikato head to head, $1.45's not bad there and not confident of the lines. You'd have to think they do it, probably in that 1-12 to 12 range, play it safe, could be a cheeky multi-builder leg. And then Southland taking on Wellington. Mentioned I like the upset in this one. Southland paying $3.10. Wellington $1.37. The draw at 18s probably isn't a bad shout as well. I do think this one's going to be that close. Southland plus 7.5 at $1.87. I'll be snapping that one up for sure. I really do think this could go down to the wire. Probably get proved wrong, but hopefully not. And then on your Super Sunday, another triple header. Sunday roast stuff, UFC and NPC, fuck me, she's going to be a heck of a day. Canterbury taking on the Bay, $1.35, Hawks Bay, $3.20. A bit of disrespect for the Ramfurly Shield holders, especially given Canterbury off the back of their storm week. So if you like the Hawks Bay to go down and pull off the win, $4.41-12, not a bad yarn. Otherwise, Canterbury, $2.81-12. I don't mind that either side to win 1-12 again. Picking it a fair bit this week, but I do think there'll be some close games in the mixer. And speaking of close games in the mixer, there's another one. Otago taking on Bay of Plenty. Otago, $1.82. The Bay, 2 bucks. Both sides disappointing last week. Probably another game to get on that either side, 1-12. to 12. And actually, to round it out, the Sunday trifecta, North Harbour taking on Counties. Again, I think this could be either side to win, 1-12, to 12, of course. Love the Mighty Harbour Heat. Hearing rumours, though, that friend of the show, Sean Shooter-Stevenson, possible broken nose. That would be a bit of a loss of razzle for the Heat. Although, hopefully, Denny Solomona can back it up. Of course, team's not named yet. To Vita Lee, I'll try Vita Lee for three. You'd have to have him in the mix to at least cross the chalk once at home but I think this game will go down to the wire and there could be some bloody exciting footy played the likes of your Itene Nanai Satoru Mark Talia Razzle Galore all across the park you love to see it a grouse weekend of 15 man code hopefully found some jam for you there and into the UFC we roll 
to wrap her up. And of course, as mentioned earlier, in the old pre-rees, a massive car going down in France. And I think there's a bit of coin if you're like me and you don't mind getting behind the Aussies to do the one-two. Of course, the real coin is with Taitua Vasa. If he can pull off the win, the old dink and sink method, then you could be laughing all the way to the bank. He's paying $5.10 head-to-head. Garn $1.16. So he's a clear favourite. And if you want to sharpen it up even more, Taitua Vasa KO, TKO, $7.50 if he's going to win. That's how he'll do it. But the most backed option is Garnet at $2.10. So the bookies and the experts clearly have a different opinion to me. Maybe you trust them more, but I'll be going on tie just for the old patriotic Anzac spirit. And then, of course, heading over to Whitaker's Chocolate versus Dan Vittori. Whitaker's paying $1.42. Vittori, $2.80. Mentioned Vittori if he loses, and it is by the point. So I think Whitaker will get that win there. $1.83. He's paying six bucks to knock him out. So if you still believe the Aussie has that knockout power in him, then chuck that in the mixer. But either fighter to win by points is the most popular option. I think Whitaker will win. And again, I'll say for the fifth time I think you'll win on points $1.83 chuck it in your multi happy days and again this week I asked people to send through their bets of the week for some chance to win some TAB bonus bets they came flooding in you're loving having your voice heard and I'm loving hearing your voice to be fair how good's a bit of interaction from the lads and lasses the devoted listeners so let's rip into those if you hear your name being called you've won yourself a cheeky little $50 boner courtesy of our friends at the TAB so let's kick her off what have you got for us? I'm picking Tai Tuivasa with a first round knockout of Cyril Gain um, at UFC in France. I think that's a good bet. I think I think he can do it, and I think he's going to do a hell of a show afterwards. And that's a great shout there from friend of the show, Mitch Hark. He's gone Tai Tuivasa, KO, round one. Catch him early, put him to sleep. Game over. Shoeys galore. On go the kick-ons. That's paying 18 bucks as well. So if you see some value in that, I certainly do. Could be worth a cheeky fiver or a tenner just in case she comes off. And great shout there, Mitch. Good to bloody hear from you. Know you love your UFC. So fingers crossed that one can come in on your Sunday Arvo. Got yourself a bonus bet. How good. What's next? Surely. 13 plus harbour, Sean Stevenson, anytime try scorer, Bryn Gatlin, first try scorer. Thank you very much. Yeah, huge fizz. Bit of harbour heat, love. You love to see it. And I believe that was old mate, New Zealand Warriors faithful. And if that was him, actually under 18, so can't be gambling. Unfortunately, mate, you won't be getting the bonus bet. But I noticed the old fuck you very much there. And a big up yours from me to you as well. Do love the bet, though, of course. Did mention Shooter might be out. Team hasn't been named. Maybe he gets himself back out into the mixer. And he loves a meaty. Gatland as well. On his 50th I believe did mention I'm a sucker for a milestone bet and that is certainly one so grouse bet there up the mighty harbour heat and of course up the NZ Warriors faithful if you don't follow them on the gram you're not a true Warriors fan so get in the mixer bloody good to hear from your horse and next up, I believe we also have another guy who I can't give the bonus bet to. He is from the TAB, Mr. Carl Tiley. But let's hear what he has to say anyway, because he often pulls out some bloody good stats. Fingers crossed he's got a doozy of a bet for us here to help us beat the bookies. Surely, my good mate. 
if I know one thing, it's that the Waz v Titans, there is money to be made in the under points total. 57.5 it said at only uh, two, one time in the history of these guys between, since 2009, has the total gone over 50. Look at the three-way points market under 48, I think it is at $3.60. That's me. And there you go, straight from the horse's mouth. Had the stats to back it up as well. Only once has it gone over 50. The line at 57 and a half. When I saw this line, I thought, holy dooly, I get that it's some bottom eight footy and neither sides love putting the body on the line in D at times. But 57 and a half, that's banking on both sides scoring over five or six tries each or it being absolute one-way traffic and the Waz racking up 60 of the best, which I would love to see as well. But as mentioned, only once since 2009. So you'd have to think the odds are in your favour. History's in your favour if you get on that one. So a great tip from the stat man, Carl Tiley there from the TAB. Get on that. Hopefully she comes in and you can thank him later. Again, unfortunately, mate, you can't win the old bonus bet because you're the one that hands them out from me. But if it does come in, the first bear at Danny Dolan's tomorrow night is well and truly on me. Next up, we've got one of the greats called Richard. Let's see what he has to say. Best bet. Uh, Bulldogs 13 plus versus Manly because they've got Josh Adokar's 150th, JMK's 100th game. Vitala Mariner's 100th game. Warriors at home, 13 plus. Easy money. And then Tigers at the line to make it pretty close versus the Raiders with a massive point start. Should get you some big pickies, maybe around 12, 13 bucks. And how good is that? Oh, Richard, he sent in a bit of a magic multi, big bicky multi as well. That is massive fizz and great stuff from him. Love that bulldog shout. Of course, mentioned already a couple times, love a milestone. There's three milestones in that one. Stoner Central, so you've got to get in on that. Warriors 13 plus, that's a shoo-in. And then the Tigers with the line. Also mentioned I like that one, so myself and Richard, we're on similar wavelengths there. Well done to you, horse. A $50 bonus bet maybe it'll come in in time to chuck it on that one should be some big fizz and bloody good to hear from you your last one comes through from anonymous and i actually don't recognize the voice so if this is you congrats mate you've also won a bonus bet slide into the old dms and we'll sort you out but let's hear what you gotta say it's absolutely first time caller long time listener my best bet for the week is Probably have to get on it pretty early though. Tied to Ivasa to knock out Cyril Garnet. Paying sevens. Do it with our mates at the TAB. Cheer And again, some more support for Ty. So for me, the chips are well and truly stacking up. If you're not on Ty, you don't understand UFC. And everyone's going on him at that knockout, $7.50. Surely that's going to come in closer to fight time. Because as mentioned, I think a lot of people are going to be getting on it. And as mentioned by Anonymous as well, make sure you do it at the TAB. Cheeky bit of promo there. So for that great work, you also get yourself the $50 bonus bet. So you add them up into a cheeky little people's multi. 
I got North Harbour to get the win head to head from NZ Warriors faithful at a dollar forty five. I've gone with Taitui Vasa for the Dink and Sink KO at seven fifty as recommended by two of the greats. Then I've gone the total points three way line Warriors Titans under forty eight and a half as suggested by the stats man Carl Tiley. And then my leg Robbie Whitaker by point up against one of the great spin bowlers. That four leg multi paying seventy one dollars and sixty. Cents. Cheeky tenor on that, 716 of the best, massive fizz, and up the old people's magic multi. Right, that's all i got time for today. Busy schedule, of course, banged out the old George FM this morning. Off to Wires, Captain's Run, isn't to see the lads again. Trot out onto Mount Smart on game day eve, then into the TAB flutter around midday. And if you're not up to much, jump in. Bonus bets galore given away in there, and it'll be good to see your name in the comments. So don't be shy. Come in and get stuck in for the flutter. Massive day of content ahead looking forward to it how good so enjoy your weekend of sport she's another blockbuster barnstorming stuff kitchen sink hammer and tongs every kind of raise you could use to describe it she's got it all soccer football rugby union rugby league god's game biffs tennis something for everyone so get stuck in enjoy the weekend up the mighty was up the all blacks up the harbour heat and let's go the two aussie lads and the biffs as well Double wins for the Anzacs. You'd love to see it. That was Silly Talk Sports for another Friday. How good.